Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, The Hollywood Reporter came out with an article kind of giving an update of where the uh, MCU is going and turning, and so we got a lot of little tidbits of news in there that we're going to sort through and talk about the interesting ones, and plus some feedback about the Deadpool trailer and some Fantastic Four feedback. Man, what a time to be a Marvel fan. It's a, it's a drought, but it doesn't feel so droughty because there's a lot of news. All that right after this. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how you doing, my friend? I am good. I am good. I am in movie movie mode. We watched so many yeah. movies over this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Oscars coming good. up quick. We, we, we still got a lot dropping on Bingers. We got like five more to drop this week Yeah, um, on Bingers Assemble. And so if you're, if you're digging the Oscars, go check that out. You know what I got into this week? You know what my consumption habits have been, which happened at a weird time? Um, so I was a Walking Dead fan when it came out. It's a great show, that first season especially. But like I stuck with it like six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons, I think. I like really stuck yeah. with it a long time. We left when Rick left. I was like, I don't see the point at this point. Right. <laughs> I I I stick with it a couple more seasons, but Rick was always like the heart of the show. Well, uh last week, I don't know why. I just like I've I've talked about it on the show how there's really like no good con nothing like driving me to watch it lately so right. i decided to just go and finish the f- final season because that was the only season i hadn't seen was season 11 so i went and finished the final season of walking dead and then it said you know it ends with this little tag of like where rick is spoiler alert um and then i had no idea no idea this week was the start of rick's new show oh like, yeah yeah the Walking Dead, the Rick ones and who live, or whatever. Yeah, they're calling it the ones who live. But yes, it's okay. the Rick and Michonne show that was was talked about for months and months. I had no idea it was coming out, so it was really weird. I got myself in full like Walking Dead mode for a week, where I like watched the entire last season, the big finale or whatever, and then I literally like finished it. And then a day later, I got an alert saying like, "Here's our breakdown of the first episode of uh, the new Walking Dead series," and I was like. Oh man, it's out! Whoa! <laughs> like it just like excited me because I like I don't know. I feel current now, although I haven't seen all of Daryl Dixon or Dead City or Fear the Walking Dead. There's three other Walking Deads that yeah. I have not finished. I've watched the first episode of like I tried with Fear the Walking Dead, and I was like, no. Yeah. And I watched the first one of Daryl, and I, I don't know. It was just so out there. The story that they were it is going out there. For. I was it like, is very all right, that's there. it. <laughs> so so I, I I will say though. Okay, like I know we're we're about to get to the MCU stuff, I promise. I will say, after years of being like sort of like The Walking Dead's just okay, this episode of like The Ones Who Live, the first Rick's finally back, and it feels like Rick is back, and it is good. Like I really like the first episode. The first like five minutes had me kind of like, oh man, that's Rick Grimes. Like I am into this. Um, oh good. In a way that I haven't been in years, so I was I was pumped about it. So nice. I don't know, maybe maybe it'll be crap from now on, but they did a really good like first episode making it 
making it feel worth doing, making this show feel worth doing. It's totally different environment, totally different, interesting stuff going on than they've done on the walking dead in a long time. So cool. I, That's I'm excited. Yeah. So that was, that was my morning. I watched the first episode and I'm sort of, sort of on like this weird walking dead high <laughs> <laughs> after years of not caring. Speaking of walking dead, we watched society of the snow. It was a plane crash with like 24 rugby players. Um, in the Alps, and it, yeah. it was like them trying to survive, and it's a true story, and it was rough. It was a rough watch, but it's such an interest. Like it's a crazy story. It's on Netflix. Uh, definitely go watch that. It's up for best international documentary or uh, no? It's a it's a movie. A movie. Okay. Uh, it's up for best international picture. That's not the same as the soccer team that also crashed one year. No, right? that's alive. Yeah. So that's a real story too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, that's it happens weird. a lot. <laughs> That's weird. Is that I didn't realize that happened twice. Um yeah. okay. Do they okay. Yeah. Is, they do. is it okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it is it a survive? spoiler to ask if they eat people? <laughs> sure, yeah, if you're going to watch it, they do eat people. You did start this with uh speaking of the walking dead. So I, I guess I, I assume the cannibalism was part of it. Oh man. Okay. Well, back to the MCU. Someone put actually. I'm, I'm just going to read this now. Uh, jump to a, a bit of feedback. Katie Elizabeth, one of our patrons, said, uh, "New podcast idea: Ashley and Matt fix movies." And then she said, uh, "Get quality and hot actors and actresses and make it horror and rated R." <laughs> like yes. that was our that was that kind of was our recommendation for Madam Web, or I think, <laughs> or, like, or like certain things last we talked about last week it's kind of always what i do with them. yeah I'm like, I was well, like, let's just throw an r in there <laughs> it's it's funny because i don't think i'm the make it rated r make it horror guy but i no. definitely was that with uh madam web like i i was like no this should have been like way darker way bloodier like to do it do it okay do it. <laughs> uh, and then she continued and once again i'm giggling at the podcast and i can't tell people why because it's super inappropriate Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, what do we say? I don't have no idea. It comes out of my mouth like and it's just like a blur and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. That's the way podcasting should That's be. How it just goes. send it out there and then people write in and ask about it and you have no idea what you said last week. <laughs> um, so there's this Hollywood Reporter article that came out February 21st and it was uh, basically just first thing the tone was so much nicer about the MCU. And, it, you know, we've been saying that, like, all these articles about the death of the MCU, blah, blah, blah. And, like, after this, this December, January, February, we're really seeing, like, a turn in the MCU. And, and the, it's starting to generate excitement again. And basically, The Hollywood Reporter is talking about the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on uh, that is creating that sort of change in the tone and, like, We've seen some big stories being announced, but like they're also working a lot behind the scenes to try to tool things differently, uh, try to not necessarily like fix the sins of phases four and five, but sort of just like redirect it. So they have a bunch of little tidbits. I went through the whole article and just sort of grabbed the little nuggets of actual information because a lot of it's just like narrative stuff we've talked about a lot on here. Okay. Um, but uh, for one thing, Darkhold Diaries only needed one day of reshoots. Oh, they that's budgeted, good. Budgeted for five, only needed one day. And uh, they say the sun, the lookout for that, sh outlook for that show is very sunny internally. Interesting. So good, good. That's I, cool. I'm looking forward to that one a lot. So I need, I need to hear good things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. 
Um, just good things in general are exciting. <laughs> and of with course. that, it's like a stacked cast. It's going to be hard to, yeah. you know, and then they ad- added Aubrey Plaza in there. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza is my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think everybody loves Aubrey Plaza, but like, yeah, I, I like her a lot and I'm excited to see uh, what she, like, that just seems like a perfect casting. Like her and Catherine Hahn, her vibe with uh, Agatha's vibe seems so good. It does. And she was, did you see Legion? Um, so I've just recently started back on it. I, I fell off of Legion, mm. but I, I, I made, made the mistake slash decision to watch it with my niece, who is, who, uh, is it, does it get really bad or something? Not really. It is FX. So it is a little bit more. Okay. Um, there's, there, there's been a few TV show. There've been a few moments. I was like, mm, this might, this might not be great, but so there's far. Some scary parts of how she yeah. do with her. Not cr- We'll see. We'll see. There's some scary imagery. <laughs> yes, she has been scared by the yellow eyes already. Oh, okay. Um, and like that stuff's already freaking her out. But uh, there have been a few like whatever sexual references and stuff that I'm like, mm, this is a little, little, little near the line. She's 13. Like I don't know. It's not too far. I don't think. But um, it is it is like network TV. It's not too bad. Well, it's FX and F- FX after 10 o'clock can show mature content and nudity. Oh, really? Because that's where American Horror Story is on. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. It hasn't been bad yet. We've only watched like three episodes. But anyway, but because of that, I've started watching it. But like, I've been waiting around until a time we can watch the next episode together. So maybe I, I, that might have to change if the show gets too crazy. I can't remember. I don't remember. There's two. There's a whole storyline where the t- two characters are having like an intimate relationship that you didn't know it was going. Like I don't know. It's all imagery stuff. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe I maybe I should watch it without her and see if she's allowed to. Um anyway. Like it's it's hard because my niece for years was not monitored at all with whatever she watched. So she's seen like lots of rated R stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's me. like, you know, yeah, it was me too. I grew up that same way. Um so if it was all up to me, you know, starting fresh, it might be like I'm maybe a little more restrictive and we are still being more restrictive than she's used to, but like it's also like she's yeah. seen a lot of things I she already shouldn't fine. have. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I just remember watching all that horror stuff when I was a kid, and, and like it just seemed oh, yeah. so normal to me. <laughs> um, okay, so Darkhold Diaries seems awesome. Aubrey Plaza, yeah, like her her in Legion is great, um, and I and I think she she I'm, I know she's going to continue to appear. I've seen clips from further episodes, um, so I'm excited for that. Um, but Darkhold Diaries. Like just just great, just exciting, and the fact they only used one day of reshoots. And Marvel like always budgets for reshoots, and they didn't yeah. need need what they would normally budget. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Callow, uh, showrunner of The Bear, has been hired to work on the script for Thunderbolts. Which have you seen The Bear? I haven't, but I know it's winning everything at the awards. But you would think that that script should already be done. Yeah. Now. Again, this is the Hollywood Reporter breaking a bunch of information, so I don't know exactly when this happened. It could have been a couple mm. months ago, whatever. But she's been hired to like work on the script. It doesn't mean they're starting over, but they're like cleaning it up or whatever. Okay. Um, and they've gone through multiple drafts already, so she's doing, I guess, uh, an updated draft of the script and, and, and figuring stuff out. She's a great writer and great at working with like multiple characters. Honestly, some of the stuff I think about with the bear like the sort of talking over each other, bouncing around like different characters interacting and how the stressful situations affect everyone reminds me a lot of like the first Avengers movie when all mm. the, that, 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 um, 
scepter scene where all the Avengers are together and it's sort of swirling around. That reminds me a lot of what happens on the bear. And so, oh, cool. Yeah, I can totally see that being a really good vibe for uh, Thunderbolts, even more so because they're villains or antiheroes or whatever. Yeah. Um, this is, I don't know if this isn't really spoilers, but it's a Thunderbolts thing they have in this article, um, which I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I, it's, it doesn't really say anything, but what it says is, uh, according to this article, this is a quote, according to a source who has read previous drafts of the scripts, it centers on villains and antiheroes going on a mission that was supposed to end in their deaths. Which so, I, suicide Squad plot? <laughs> very much so. Very much sounds no. like Suicide Squad. I mean... Well, maybe that's why they're bringing somebody in to fix it. Right. I mean, I, yeah, and I have... There's another article going around, and this was not in the same article, but it's saying that the script was retooled partially to remove some of the deaths at the ending, which is interesting. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, if it hmm. was written to have those deaths, maybe those deaths were important, but right. also... I don't want them to kill off too many characters, so I hope they don't take out all the stakes, but I also don't want them to kill off all these characters, because I love a lot of these characters. Yeah, well, it would be weird unless, like, because we know Bucky's in it, like, if he's in the mission thing, like, why would you be trying to take out Bucky? And, like, who is, right. you know, I don't know, right. or maybe he's in on it. Yeah, who knows? Or are they trying to, like, get this group killed as martyrs so that, like, if they build this up in the media... Hey, the Thunderbolts are going out and they're supposed to die so that they can like pull out even more whatever uh, authoritarian rule over mm. the populace. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting, though, if they're supposed to die, because I don't I don't see Bucky like joining a suicide squad. He's not in jail like he's not. No, they're not going to force him. This seems like something they're volunteering for. I mean, Val's been going around picking them up and saying, right. like, I've got missions for you. I, I don't think this is going to be. A situation like Suicide Squad, but I, it does sound like they are more expendable to the government than, you know, maybe maybe we would think. Yeah, than any potential Avengers. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. who, do we even have an Avengers team right now? If somebody, like, because they, in all the shows, they're like, they reference the Avengers. Right. But who, you know, there isn't a set it's, team it's, right now. No, no, definitely not. Um, And, and this thing is like, Tony was the guy who was footing the bill for all the Avengers stuff. Right. So now that he's gone, does Pepper continue to do that? Um, I don't know. Like, maybe she thinks it's time to move on from that. I don't know. It's This is Tony's pet project, and Pepper never really, like, loved the whole Iron Man thing to begin with. So would she continue funding the Avengers, or would she try to move on and do something different with his money that mm. she thinks is more important? Um, I feel like I we're supposed to think there's enough money that he can do that. She can just do everything. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, how they handle that. Like, what is the legacy of the Avengers? Where are they? Like, I feel like that's an answer that needs to be answered inside of, um, inside of Thunderbolts. Like the Avengers are gone. We need a new team. That sort of thing. Yeah. Although we did get, so I forget exactly what was said. So you'll have to forgive me in Hawkeye. They mention it that Hawkeye used to get paid by Stark or something like that. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now everybody's, like, broke. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the team has to be doing something else, I guess. Yeah. Side the jobs. Team. Yeah. Working <laughs> they're, at they're Burger King. All driving Uber <laughs> or whatever. Totally. 
Um, okay. Uh, next up is, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter article, Kang, and I've seen this other places, but Hollywood Reporter is a pretty good source. So, like, this, it, they don't really give all their sources. They're sort of like, according to reports or according to, you know, people inside or whatever. Uh, Kang Dynasty will be getting a new name. Like, there's, that's been speculated. Uh, okay. We, that's not surprising. Time, no, not surprising at all. Last time we talked about it was that they came out and said someone was being recast for Kang Dynasty. So we were assuming that meant the name was staying because that's what the report said. But like, apparently that, that is not the case. Hmm. Um, Kang Dynasty will be getting a new name. Probably not Kang Dynasty anymore at all. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because there's a lot of like misinformation going around all over the internet like hey it's called secret wars part one and two or it's called blah 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 right. like i keep seeing images pop up all over my feed for different uh versions of that i feel like they gave us so much news in the last few weeks i feel like we're not getting a new secret a new new name for that in, anytime soon yeah i don't think so um okay We've talked about this before too, but they are, they talked about how they're retooling. Bob Iger was talking about how they're retooling all their TV shows and sort of how TV shows work. And we've talked about in the past, they were treating their TV shows, their short run, like Loki and WandaVision as movies. And so they were writing scripts and they were giving it to directors and letting directors be in charge, which was their... They were basically making long movies and cutting them up. Like, that was their plan. Um, But they have decided that's a bad plan, and they're going to make it more like traditional television. So their their future projects, they're going to give more control to the writers and the showrunners and make it showrunners that are responsible for the shows instead of directors responsible um, for sort of showrunning, which is more traditional way of making TV. And it's sort of like instead of reinventing the wheel like they were trying to do, they're going to go back to more uh, traditional format. Um, so that's cool. I think that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, especially, I don't know, they they did really good with, um, I think, WandaVision and with Loki. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know, you just have to, when you get to Secret Invasion, you're like, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it's like even trying to watch that one back completely, it doesn't, it, it doesn't play like a long movie. No, no, it doesn't at all. And like, I mean, I can see sort of the the problems of some of their shows do have the problems of a long movie cut up. And even, even Secret Invasion, like, I still, it would, it, it would piss me off even if it were a movie, but like, you leave the theater and you're thinking about the experience you just had and there's all this great character work for the first four episodes so you'd be leaving the theater thinking about that character work mm-hmm. as part of the single piece of media you just watched. So in a way, I could see if you watch that five episodes, six episodes in a row, you're like, okay, sure, the ending is just a big fight, but there was a lot of good meat on those bones, you know? But when you chop a thing up like that, it's like the ending, the last two episodes have no substance whatsoever. And it just yeah. makes the whole thing feel like a letdown instead of having like the real um, punch at the end of character work just just feels lonely or something. I don't know. It feels, <laughs> feels terrible at the end. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, 
Bob Iger uh, is quoted in the article saying, we've reduced output. He's talking about Disney in general. Like content? How, okay. Yeah. We've reduced output, particularly in Marvel, um, in order to ensure the films you're making can be even better. Um, so basically, he, they, you know, he's basically admitting they, over, they overplayed their Marvel hand. They, played, they made too much. <laughs> um, he says something to the effect of, like, not... Not that we're going to back down completely, but we're not going to make as many. I was talking on Star Trek podcast last night because they're doing sort of the same thing with Star Trek right now. Like they were making one episode a week for a few years and it got a little over. It gets to the point where you're just like one, one thing ends and you, you don't have time to miss it. You know what I mean? Like Star Trek episodes, which for years and years and years felt like this thing that were rare and like, oh man, there's a new Star Trek coming out. It's been 15 years. It's like, oh, it's every week, and you just start to feel like this isn't a thing that I, I, I don't miss it. I don't need it. Mm, like, you yeah. know, and I think Marvel's very similar. Um, but they were, you know, I think there's just a balance. And I, I just, I'm scared with all this talk of, you know, stepping back. I'm so scared they're going to go too far. But like I was telling on Star Trek, uh, I think like 30 episodes a year feels good. Like this whole 52 a year feels like, starts to feel like homework. But when you get like, yeah. let's, let's say they had three. 10 episode seasons of a show every year. And it's like, you get 10 episodes, you have a little break. Maybe even in that six or eight week break, there's a movie, you know, then you get another little break and there's a, like a movie that falls somewhere in there. Like there's just something always to be excited about. The, the, the wait isn't too long to make you like get disinterested, but it's not too short to make you feel like, Oh, I don't even have time to talk about the ramifications of this show because this next show is starting now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's something we, it's, it's like chasing that dragon since, you know, Endgame, like we keep talking about because they're like, okay, and the next Avengers movie is in four years. And we were like, God damn. And then with all the pushes and stuff, now it's like, what? It just feels so long mm-hmm. since we've had like a, a big event movie, which I know we didn't get that many before. But it was like, what? The, the team up movies were once every, what, five, three to five years. I don't, it I didn't was think like it's Avengers that. and twenty twelve. Twenty twelve was the first Avengers, and like twenty nineteen was Endgame. Is that right? Or is it twenty eighteen? I don't know. I don't do well with time. Too <laughs> <laughs> many movies. Yeah, I, I think let's let's confirm. Yeah, twenty nineteen was Endgame. So you had seven right. years, four films. So like that's less. That's <laughs> it's less than two years apart. Yeah. For for the first four Avengers films, and that's what i'm missing uh, obviously it's just a way different output and the the crossovers are, are just not coming as quick as we want to i mean i do think that um thunderbolts and captain america will probably be really cool oh and deadpool i feel like we're right. about to get just like bombarded with team-up stuff well, it's about time <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it feels like they should have sprinkled some of the like done thunderbolts sooner and then done captain america and then done, like all of these should have been sprinkled through phase four and five and not been such a long haul. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the only real team up thing we got, I mean, we Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and um, Multiverse of Madness, which is the opposite of a team up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, at least it's like multiple characters that we care yeah, about. Yeah, and like things. we had the Marvels, which was good, and that was a team oh, up yeah, too. But I'm still just like, I still feel like I'm lacking that, like, I can't wait you know, to see all well, this. Yeah. Well, and it's a team up between characters that are brand new with, you know, right. like brand new from a TV show instead of from the movies that we're all like 
th- these are guys are brand new. They're not even Avengers. You know, they're like uh, Miss Marvel and and Photon or whatever are. Um, they're both just like brand new characters to us who we kind of got to know in the other shows. So, um, and I and I I, lo- I like Marvels a lot. Um, so, so hope for the future. Um. Last news is kind of bad. Uh, no mention of Blade. Uh, he's After talking you about. Tell his me fa- to hope for the future. You dropped that. I know. <laughs> Iger was talking about the 2025 slate. And he just didn't say it was moving, but he didn't mention it, which felt like uh, they're probably moving it. It was. It's it currently set for November of 2025. That's less than a year and a half away. Oh my God. Do they even I, have a director? Like, do they? I don't even know at this point. Uh, like, I can't remember the state of that. At this point, I'm like, can we just? Just let it go. The original Blade is so good. You're not going to top it anyway. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if they put it to bed and then did it in another couple years, I would be excited about it again. But it's so hard to stay excited for something that every year they're like, never mind, never mind, never mind. It does feel like it's been a while. I mean, you know, The Eternals was, what, two years ago and we had that great post-credits. If they had Blade coming right after that, then the hype would have been so high. Yeah. Um, but no. And it would have made retroactively made Eternals more exciting. You know what I mean? Like yes. if you end Eternals with a Blade tie-in and Blade is next month or whatever, you end Eternals on this like, oh my gosh, Blade. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like you end it hearing the voice of a character that we won't maybe ever see. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it, it would have made uh, like we would always talk about when the end credits mean something for the next, you know, property coming out. And it just seems like they don't do it anymore. And that one... Felt like, oh, no, they're doing it again. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really did. And then they're like, just kidding. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because so much of this is like behind the scenes drama that is causing a lot of damage to the universe and damage to the hype train, at least. Speaking of behind the scenes stuff, <laughs> Evan Must Backrack uh, on, was on Jimmy Kimmel this week and said a few things, but about his, he can't say much, of course. Of course um, not. He said he has read the script. They'll have him killed. <laughs> Kimball asked him, like, uh, do you know what happens in this movie? Kind of expecting him to say no. And he's like, I mean, I've read it. And Kimball was like, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel seemed really excited. He was like, I grew up on Fantastic Four. These were my like childhood characters. And so oh, good. He's, he's, he was saying how pumped he was. Um, but uh, they, he confirmed they're going to be doing motion capture uh, for the thing, which I think is pretty obvious. He seemed to think it was pretty obvious, too. Like, they were talking about how the 90s one had used a suit. And he's like, no, we're not doing a suit. No. Um, <laughs> um, this is the piece of this that I found most interesting about that whole thing. Um, he's been cast, and he has known he was the thing since August. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. He was probably one of the first. I wonder. I wonder, because we've gone through so many versions of this cast since August. And I wonder if they were sitting on most of it, just kind of waiting around. And like all of these rumors were from versions that were even earlier or, or maybe Ebenos Bakrak is like, was just the one that was most secure from a while back or something. Yeah. Yeah. That I find that really, really fascinating that like <laughs> he knew that long ahead of time and has just been, had to sit on his hands this whole time. Um, well, that's the news. I, I feel, I really do feel like um, that Hollywood Reporter article is just so much more hopeful than we've been seeing uh, in the trades for like all of this stuff. So I think that's super exciting. Yeah, that's fun. 
Um, well, uh, let's take a quick break and come back. We got some feedback. We're going to read and chat about uh, all that right after this. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> uh, we just got a few pieces of feedback. We're going to read and see what people are talking about out there. I uh, got a few Deadpool trailer feedback things. Andre Spark says, had to rewrite this because I guess I was too excited to type. <laughs> Hey guys, I just listened to your Deadpool reaction, and I thought I'd share a few thoughts. Number one, I think Deadpool may be recruiting, and he accidentally goes into the future, to the Logan future, and finds out Logan is actually has actually died. Um, the snow scene in the trailer looks like the forest from Logan. Yeah, we talked about that a good bit. We talked, yeah, we did talk about um, that a good bit. I'm not sure when this came. See in. See last episode. Our, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, we did talk about that last last week. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't, I just don't know. Uh, the, I have seen a few things going on, on the internet that like confirm what he's saying. Um, I really think, don't think it looks that much like that particular forest, but there are people who've done analysis of like the last scene in uh, Logan and that, and there are some like striking similarities to like certain trees and yeah, stuff. And, like, like, is it pine trees? And- <laughs> well, and ground there's our well, rocks no, and the boulders. Big thing, the big thing is that apparently there is a truck that is the exact same truck that is flipped over in the same way and is sitting over. So like that's okay. See, maybe people that's need it. to calm down. You know, like that's I like what we do when we're like, oh that's so fun. It looks like this thing, but when you take it, you slow it down. I'm like, okay, well, did you just ruin a plot point for me? You know, see, like, I no, see, I like I just I feel like they just beat us at our own game. Like I feel like we if if we'd known if I'd seen uh, that more recently and caught that truck, I'd feel very proud of that. So, like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't hate. I can't hate. Um, he says, number two, I love to think that Mobius wanted to recruit Deadpool because he was inspired by Loki going from delinquent to true hero. I think it's cool, but I wish, I really do wish it had been Mobius. I, I, I'm excited for Paradox, um, this new Mr. character. Darcy. Yeah, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, because he's great in succession, great actor, but like it would just feel so much more tied together if it was Mobius in this trailer. Yeah. Well, yeah. where did we leave Mobius at then? And kind of like retired though, right? No, he I went back he's... to the house. Remember, we decided he was going to kill other him and then take well, over having family? <laughs> we joked about it, but I think he's just visiting to look, look in on them. Like he's like looking at the life he could choose or. Oh, like, okay. I remember it he, differently. He still goes back. <laughs> I think that was just our our thought process that he yeah he's going to murder them. <laughs> he's going to um, <laughs> maybe, sleep. Maybe we are more horror focused than I realized. <laughs> I mean, we did we did decide on a whole like serial killer Mobius storyline too. <laughs> is it serious? Is it like if you kill yourself, is it even murder? Uh, I mean, what, it's, it's at least suicide. It? It's some sort of weird multivariant suicide. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he ended up back with the team at the TVA doing whatever their new mission is that we sort of see that they're like hunting down versions of, I'm pretty sure he decided to stay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I may have to go back and check, but whether he did or not, I, I do like the idea that like maybe Loki's interaction with the TVA inspired that like, maybe we could recruit Deadpool. Um, but I think the the thing about having this paradox character instead of Mobius is we don't trust paradox. And like, mm. let's say paradox has some ill intent or is tricking Deadpool in some way, 
and Deadpool has to really face off with Paradox and like fight the TVA like we see in the trailer, it would feel weird if it was Mobius and we all trust him and care about his character. Right. Yeah, and then yeah, Deadpool's yeah. like the Merc with the mouse is trying to, you know, assassinate Paradox. Like that wouldn't feel great. <laughs> no. And I don't know. I mean, I would feel like it would be a wasted opportunity from Reynolds if he didn't call Owen Wilson and is like, do you want to be in it for like a second? Like give him a little, like a little nod or a hello or, yeah. or even if it's just like manager on duty sign and it says Mobius, whatever his last first, totally. whatever. <laughs> totally. Yeah, they should. I mean, like they kept the whole aesthetic. They clearly are like being caring about carrying over what the TVA is and how it works and moving it into this show or this movie. So like, why not, you know, carry over some of the characters. Give me Hunter B-15, like in the background, let Hunter B-15 face off with Deadpool. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Andre continues, besides Wolverine, who else would you like to see pop up and team with Deadpool? Uh, I did that last, last episode a lot too. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, we, we talked about it a good bit. Um, but I think, um, I don't know, like people keep talking about this and I, you know, Andre says here he's going recruiting, uh, earlier on in the feedback. I don't know that this, because this movie is called Deadpool and Wolverine, I feel like it's going to be more about those two characters. I don't think we're going to get a broad, like, I don't think he's going to build a team like he did in the last one with, um, X Factor or whatever. Right. I think it's going to be about Deadpool and Wolverine. Maybe not, but I. It just seems like that's probably what they're going to stick with. Like, I, I think other characters will appear, but I don't think he's going around recruiting like a big team like last time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so either. He says, get hyped. Mutants are coming, Andre. <laughs> Mutants are here, baby. Mutants are here. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, Jake Waters says, hey there, pandas. I'm not sure if I fully understand red string theories, uh, but here's an outlandish theory I just had after listening to the F forecast and Madam Web episode. Uh Oh, um, what, what if the whole movie follows, uh, this F four family in the sixties and in a different universe, it reintroduces incursions. Then, what if, by the end of the movie, it's their universe that gets destroyed by the incursions, but the universe that displaces them has another F4 family, potentially younger, uh, not as weathered actors. That could even be the main timeline version, and thus kicks off the Secret Wars plot. I am not giving this theory a lot of weight because it seems like a waste of actor talent uh, for the casted characters, but uh, it feels like a twist and a hidden secret from Marvel that we all could use right now. I admit that I am on the side of Jay Scotty uh, of thinking Pedro is the safe choice because Marvel picked him up after a string of successes, but that does not mean I think he will be a bad read. But um, his age does give me concern about the longevity of the character. Anyways, uh, can't wait to hear all your thoughts on this. Love y'all 3000. Jake Waters, Big Red Panda. Hmm. Uh, So I think what he's saying here, I don't think he says it explicitly, but I think he's saying that like this version of the Fantastic Four, an incursion happens to their universe and they die? Like the, the, the... Fantastic Four that was just announced with uh, Pedro and Vanessa Kirby and uh, Eben and Joseph 
they all die when their universe is killed. And it would be like a big way of introducing the stakes of incursions. Mm. Uh, and, and then they, but at the same time, they would introduce a new younger Fantastic Four team. Um, mm. I, I think if they do the thing where they're introducing incursions, I, I do think that is a very possible plot, but I think that our Fantastic Four with those four actors will escape the death of their universe. And like yeah. that, that is probably that I think is much more likely. Um, I just don't think they would announce these four and then waste them. No, I don't think so either. And as far as like Pedro, I- I'm not sure how old he is, but it's real easy with movie magic to, to make you look a little younger. <laughs> like yeah, I wouldn't sure, worry yeah. about that too much. Well, I-, I see the point of it being a- the longevity of the character, but that I think that's too, I think they think about that too much. Like, Oh, one of our, our best we have had is Robert Downey Jr. And he was older right? when he was cast mm-hmm. as Iron Man. And he stuck around for 15 years and made this universe happen. You know, like this universe is like is a result of the work he did. I guess 10 or 12 years, actually. But um, mm. this this universe. I know. Yeah. And most series don't last that long. And I think like. Yeah. If they gave us 15 years of Reed Richards, and I think he's much younger than Junior Downey Jr. was when he was cast as Iron Man. I'm not. Totally. I'm looking sure. it up now. He's 48. Now. Who is? Pedro Pascal. Uh, yeah. So, and and RDJ was 43 in 2008. He was probably 42 when he was cast. So Pedro is a little older than RDA, RDJ was. But I also think that like, there's a lot of room. I, I think that Reed can get older. Like Reed can be a good bit. So could have Iron Man, but like, yeah. I think that that Reed Richards could be significantly older and still be a active his his power is not his like you know stretching his power is his mind so like he could be like this like sort of older figure in the mcu in the illuminati and stuff and still be very active on into years and years and years as pedro yeah Yeah, maybe he's supposed to be our new rdj and we're supposed to be like clinging to him (laughs) the way that we did with iron man (laughs) yeah we'll see we'll see i think i think they are looking for that i think I, I think a lot of the consternation on the MCU for years now is a result of the fact that like Black Panther was supposed to have a lot of the weight of the MCU on him after the first Black Panther movie. And I think that that was supposed to be, it was such a huge success and a beloved character and a beloved movie. I think that Chadwick as T'Challa would have been like a huge part of this phase and would have been like th- the main character. I mean, it between him and you know uh dr strange and a few others like i think the illuminati would have kind of come into being like i think we would have seen a lot of things but like Mm -hmm. i think that was the first thing that like sort of rocked the the, between that and covid it's like the the mcu was just rocked with all kinds of changes that they weren't expecting and uh yeah so i think they're still looking for their new person to champion the mcu forward who will be that character um and I I do think that them having um Miss Marvel at the end of the movie looking for the next person I do think that for a certain age demographic and stuff I think that she could be that for a lot of MCU moviegoers like mm-hmm. I think she could be like if she gets Spider-Man on board and it's like Miss Marvel, Spider-Man, Yelena, Kate Bishop like these characters really could um the the young Avengers could be great, but I do think for like fans 
of of a certain age like myself <laughs> i think that like we we kind of need that like some figure to anchor us down yeah and make us yep. feel make us feel like it's it's our universe still <laughs> yeah and so i'm just clinging on a benedict cumberbatch i'm like yeah. don't you go anywhere <laughs> yeah but I remember after Captain Marvel came out and towards the end of like around Endgame and stuff that they said that she was going to be pretty much taking over that new leader role. And then it kind of that all kind of got pushed to the side. Nobody, nobody yeah. mentioned it again. Yeah, no, for sure. That was I think I think she was another one that like for various reasons, different people have sort of lost that role. And um, and I think that Captain Marvel was one that like. Death and, and then Eternals too. I really think the Eternals they were they were like banking. They had a like Oscar winning director and like they were like this is gonna be the next big. We're gonna introduce ten new people that can take us into the future. It's like no, you have to focus on one. Give me one character that I care. Iron Man has one hero in it. You know they don't even they let uh Rhodey say next time. You know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. let, they don't try to introduce too much at once. It's like you're focused on a character and his journey, and then you move on and add more in the future. Uh, and and that's I think that was a big swing. Like they thought that, you know, I, I heard a an interview with Camille Nanjani talking about how he thought that like once like like Kingo was going to be his like ticket into like that next level of fame, you know, like yeah. he was going to play Kingo and that was going to be like, he was just going to be, you know, that RDJ Chris Evans level star from then on. And he was talking about like his Oscar winning director. Like we all thought it was just the the thing that was going to make us. And then like, it just, we haven't even been back, you know? And, and yeah, yeah it's weird. That is weird. <sighs> yeah. So I just think they've had a number of like attempts at putting that together. Who's going to be the next big leader. And I don't mm-hmm. think they've found it yet. Let's go, Pedro. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> Vote for Pedro. And another huge problem is like another big person who could lead us into the future of the MCU is Spider-Man. Right. Like, they could make a, Sp- a Spider-Man-centric Avengers movie. If they put Spider-Man into the Young Avengers and made him sort of a leader, like that would oh, yeah. sell that would sell like gangbusters. But he they don't own him. And every time they make a big deal with Sony. It like messes their whole deal up. So like, may, I've heard a lot of rumors about like what's going on in the background of that conversation and everything, especially with Madam Web. A lot of people are saying that like Marvel should be trying to snatch up the rights from them because they're like, clearly you just keep losing money. Like yeah. you just keep losing money. So let us buy these rights. Let us do our thing. You know. Mm. Yeah, they need to get the just rights get back. over it, Sony. I've had enough. <sighs> If I could go back in time, there's a few things, very specific things that I would change. And it was, it would be Stanley selling or whoever did it, whoever split up all of these things and sold them off to different people. That's what mm-hmm. I would go back and stop. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. funny. Really funny. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you know, but again, you never know what you change. The butterfly effect. Like, I know. If they had all the rights and then they never make Spider Man because they were poor, they were like a really poor company. At that point, that's why they sold them all off. Like they were about to have to close a shop. Marvel wasn't going to exist anymore. So like, then they never make the X Men. They never make Spider Man. And then like, we just never get the entire genre of superhero films like resurging in the two thousands. So you never know. Never know. I I'm so excited for Deadpool. Like thinking about the fact that Kevin Feige was involved in those first X Men movies, and he's getting to tell the final chapter. You know. 
It's yeah, yeah. The final chapter is not going to be New Mutants. You know, it's going to be like this final love letter to Deadpool. Yeah, using Deadpool to like comment on the fact that this universe is going away and we're introducing the new X-Men to the MCU. Like, I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Me too. All right. Well, that's about all we have for today. Um, we'll be back in a couple of days with more MCU cast. Um, we're we're going to be doing Thor 2 hopefully next week. I We keep we keep putting it off because we keep having uh, trouble getting organized to get us all three here. But we're going to be here talking about Thor 2 in a couple of weeks uh, to continue our Infinity Saga rewatch. And uh, we're just counting down to our the X-Men uh, 97 come out in a few weeks. So Yeah, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, really, really exciting. Um, we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Hey, you just listened to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast from Stranded Panda. I really hope you liked it. Let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash mcucast. You are the lifeblood of our little operation here. And a huge, huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. Love you 3000, my friends. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.